Thank you guys so much for joining me. I am with the amazing Nick Townsend. He is a speaker at this year's Esthetician Summit 2023, right here in the wonderful Plano, Texas, April 17th through the 19th. Nick is going to bring a level of amazing things to the summit this year. Nick, many of you probably know his story, but you don't really understand his story. Look, he's pushing up the latte. And look, he just launched his Guilt, which is his soft wax. So I'm really excited to try. He have not even sent me a can of his new wax, but we won't talk about it like that. You know. But I'm but I'm not bringing guilt. Oh. To. Well, I want to. Because try. that's just. Well, let's be very clear. That's a conflict of interest. Oh, oh, oh look at him. So Nick, it's share Gilly. with us. It's called being in order. Now, although I um, started my own, I'm not new to creating wax. Um, although I started my own wax line, when you are in partnership with um, um, with with other companies that you're with, you you understand what is a conflict of interest and what is not. <laughs> and with that being said, I am there to push say Brazil because. Here's the thing, guilt is an amazing wax, but guilt was inspired by latte. Okay. And so with that being said, I must I must um, be a person of integrity and um, uh, enforce and encourage those that are there because the brand is Say Brazil and the company is Smooth Skin Supply. So I'm always in order. Look at you. And the Lord says to do everything in decency and in order. That's all. Okay. Because estheticians won't do that. No, they don't. And I thank you for that. I thank mm -hmm. you for those words. Nick and I met before we met in person. A lot of people, you probably don't know that. Um, he came to a booth when I was gone and met Angela first in person. Yeah. And then I came along and I just sat there and I was like, look at this man. <laughs> So start and tell everybody your journey because people think that you jumped out in aesthetics world in brows. You did not. No, 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 no. So um, to make a long story short, um, I've been an esthetician for about 18, 19 years. Um, and I, uh, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but I moved to Philly because at the time I when I became an esthetician, um, I wanted to become a licensed esthetician in Maryland, but the school, which was the, they're no longer with us, Von Lee, which was a very popular school, um, would not accept me because I was a man. So at the time, I be, when I became, yeah, there were no male estheticians in Maryland. In fact, when I moved to Philly, um, I found out three years after being uh, licensed that I was one of the first male to be licensed in the state of PA. It was me and this guy named Anthony. He got licensed um, two months after me. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, uh, with that being said, um, I fell in, I fell in love with skincare, and I wanted brows to be the thing that I wanted to do. But when I first got into the industry, um, I started working at a salon, at a spa, and um, the owner who is no longer with us, she passed. Um, she said, "Oh no, you're doing everything." You're doing facials, you're doing body treatments, you're doing waxing, you're doing um, eyebrows, and you're doing makeup. You're doing it all. And so she threw me in there. I was trained. I learned everything. And so, which was amazing for me because it allowed me to 
um, have to understand skin. Um, it caused me to understand how to do body treatments. I even had to do Brazilian. And back then when we did Brazilians, we didn't have seven minutes or 15 minutes. We had an hour, we had an hour to do Brazilians. So I had an hour to be down there and I put it this way, the first time I did a Brazilian, she was overwhacked. <laughs> and the funny part is, let me, can I fast forward real quick and I'm gonna come back, is when I became Nick Townsend and everyone in the aesthetics industry found out about me, the young lady who I overwaxed actually worked the show that I spoke at, the very first one I spoke at. She said, do you know who I am? I said, no. She said, I'm the first person you ever waxed. I said, how do you know? She said, remember you were talking about the person you over, you, that was me. I, you told me it was your first time. And so needless to say, went into um, going back, worked there, then left there after two or three years, started working for Mac as a makeup artist. Then I started working at a well-known spa in on the main line of Philadelphia, which is affluent, very, very rich community. Stayed there for three years, one best of Philly um, for makeup and brows, got fired. Um, didn't get fired because I wasn't great because I was booked. I was booked. Um, and even my focus were, was brows then. I really wanted my focus to be brows, but they really wanted me to focus on makeup. But I really focused on brows. And while I was there, I wanted that to fill me. And I got fired. Um, I didn't get fired because I wasn't booked, because I was booked solid. I got fired by the owner because I was not selling product. I was making close to six figures a year working there, but I got fired because I was not selling products. And I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Because the mere fact, let's just park here. Um, I wasn't selling products. It made no sense that on a Saturday, because I would do faces in 10 minutes. And if it was a bar by mitzvah, I would do 15, 16 people doing makeup. In addition to, to doing that, throwing in brows. I was young. I was like 30, 30, like 29 at the time. I was doing brows and everything. It makes no sense. While you have on an average week, let's say you have about 65 people, you've only sold products to seven of them. You're not beneficial to my company. You're not. Versus, you know, Maurice Tannenbaum, I thank God for him, who was the owner. Um, he's still um, at the salon. All of his clients, every last one of them, he was a hairstylist, left with minimum $250 worth of products. And he had 14 people each day. Here, darling, you need this. You need this, darling. You need this for your skin. This, this, this. He understood it. I didn't. So moving forward, got fired. Um, I had to start my own concierge business. I was going to all of my clients' homes for quite a few, um, from 2010 to 2013. Uh, Philadelphia Magazine heard about me and my one best affiliate again for On The Move Brows. Then it got overwhelming um, because I was going from, uh, I was traveling from Philly to New York to Jersey. And so when I went, after I went best affiliate, I didn't even crazier. So I opened up my, I opened up my house that got overwhelmed. So John had my partner, John um, was the manager of Ferragamo and Kino Pressure Mall, which is a huge mall. And we had one car, but go pick him back up, pick him up. And so by this time, this is before Instagram, people had knew who I was because I had won all of these reviews. Uh, 
uh, awards. And so I was at the mall and when the clients were calling, because this is the phone that they were calling, I still had the same phone. Um, um, well, I don't want you coming to my house. I don't want to come to your house. You don't have a storefront because remember I didn't have a place. And so then um, I said, well, listen, I'm going to be at the King of Prussia Mall. You know, I was being creative because well, what happened was I was being creative. One of the girls at Mac was like, well, can you do my brows? And they're like, well, you can't do brows in here. And so whenever I had to go to the bathroom, I would go to the, 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 uh, the family bathroom. And so it was clean. I said, well, come in here and I'll do your brows. So I had my little kabuki bag, my, my little kabuki, kabuki, the little kabuki thing. Yes. And I had uh, one of the brands had, um, I shouldn't say that, I'll say it, clean and easy, had a little small little thing for wax. And I would go in there, I would plug it up and I would do their brows. It had gotten, so I started that and that got crazy. So I had clients coming in and out, coming in and out because I was going to pick up John. And then eventually what happened was uh, one day um, I got a knock on the door while I was working. I'll never forget my client, Kristen and her mom was in there and I got a call and I mean, got a knock on the door and they said, um, what are you doing? And I said, listen, I opened the door. She looked in because I thought they thought we were having an orgy. She said, um, what are you doing? I said, well, my name is Nick Towns and I'm doing brows. Well, you're not supposed to be doing this because they, they saw the cameras. And I said, well, let me finish. Listening. I said, listen, um, I do brows for a living. You can Google me. Um, I want best facilities. She said, well, you're going to have to hurry up. So I started knocking on the door again. She said, excuse me. She said, I just read about you. I have a 15 minute break. Can you do my brows? I said, as long as you let me finish the rest of my clients' comments. She said, sure. And I did that for another two years to fast forward. Um, I had no choice but to open the salon. And 2015, Nick Townsend Salon was opened. Um, we were just 280 square feet. Um, after that, um, within months, I went from doing 10, I was happy with doing 30 people a week going to everybody's house to doing 125 a week, uh, two months within the opening of the space to the point where I had no choice but to duplicate myself by 2016. Um, then I got on Instagram. And when I got on Instagram, I paid attention. I was hating on people. I was hating on my sister, Kelly Baker, because I said, oh, I'm going to see what they look like without the, the feeling. Da, 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 da. Hating because it wasn't me. And so one day I said, let me sit back and let me learn. And so I sat back, I humbled myself and I learned. I said, okay, I get it. And when I humbled myself, Kelly had heard about me and she was coming to New York. She said, I need an assistant. Can you come and assist me? And so I did that, but um, even before that, I had went viral and all of that stuff. And then I met Stephanie Lanes. Um, I met Stephanie Lanes um, before she met me, I believe. And so I had created my own uh, wax that no one knows of, no no one knows about. Um, that's a whole other conversation. I created my own wax, and we did extremely well. I did hard wax. I, I did a non polymer um, hard wax, and um, I created it. And I found Stephanie Lane's afterwards. And so I'm looking at her videos and I'm like, oh. got my pen broke down. And I started talking like Stephanie Lane. <laughs> Out of this can of wax, you will yield. Da -da 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 -da. Baby, in some way, some way, some way, somehow, we connected. Mm -hmm. 
And um, we connected and you became my mentor mm -hmm. and you were not intimidated by me. You, the things that I'm doing now, you said, Nick, you'll be doing this. And fast forward, um, I am. Before I got in, started getting invited to speak all over the country alongside you, um, I had my first premier, premier brow seminar and Saberzill sponsored it and they fell in love. And then the other thing, I'm gonna say this because I'm, I'm talking a little bit too much, I think. Um, I endorsed at that class a brow tint that everyone uses. And Stephanie and I are the reason why any of you know who this brow tint is. Um, they had sponsored my class and I talked to Stephanie about it. And Stephanie was, I think that Stephanie was the only US distributor that was interested in even doing anything with them. I don't think they have a US distributor since you, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. And I, while I love the product, I did see some loopholes in the product. And it was because of Stephanie. Stephanie was like, well, Nick, you know this. I what did. you doing, boo? You said, what you doing, boo? You know this. What well, what this is what well, what what don't they have, um, Nick? I said, well, they don't have redheads. Okay, but well, what else do they don't have? Well, they don't the pH is this and this and then the other. Okay, well, get the right and it starts to get it done. And then so when I started, I was like, Stephanie, did, do you know how much money it is? She said, Listen, do you know how much money you made for these folks? And all they did was give you free product and you are an authority in the industry. And so that is in a nutshell. How you arrived here. Yes. yes. You have now taken the teaching to another level. And yes. what are you seeing in our industry when it comes to brow? Now, brows are a staple. They're, they're a staple yes. no different than Brazilians. But what are you seeing Besides the traditional people messing brows up, we have a lot of laminations now. We have a lot mm. of uh, micro blading. We have a lot of what I have, which is the micro shading. But you have stayed in your lane for a long time. You you have really perfected the brow so mm -hmm. much so that you want people to understand the original brow. Yeah. And why is that? Why have you seen success staying there and not going off on all these tangents that Browse has now become? Um, for me, um, I like working, number one. Um, and number two, um, microblading and microshading isn't for everyone. Mm. And from a business standpoint, do I want someone that has good brows? I have nice brows. For someone that has brows like I do, do I want to make a quick $800 and have this person, a person of color in particular, um, get their brows done, tattooed, micro-shaded, and don't see them for two years or infinitely? Or do I want to see this person has good brows every four, every four weeks for the tenure of my career? Right. Which can be another 10, which can be another 20 years. Mm 
Right. Um, so that is my take on that. I don't think that everyone should be doing microblading. I don't think that everyone should be doing micro shading. Every client is not a candidate for it. It is a fad. And being a an authority in the industry and being an esthetician um, for a very long time, if I've, I've had clients, well, I just want to wake up in the morning and don't fill in my eyebrows. Well, sweetheart, you don't fill in your eyebrows already. You just want to do what everyone else is doing. No, because we had a young lady not too long ago, and I'm sitting here and I'm working, and Vera's talking to her. She said, well, she said, well, I don't want you to fill them in, Vera. She said, because, you know, I don't like to get them, get them filled in, you know, because we embellish after we, we finish shaping. She's like, what do you think about microblading? And then she said, well, I don't want, but I, I don't want to have to fill them in in the morning. And so I just switched them up. I said, yeah, but you don't fill them up in the morning. Fill your brows in in the morning. Why are you going to get something that's permanent? And so for me, what has worked for me is staying in my lane, doing traditional brows, um, because that will never go out of style. No. It'll never um, go under, whether they're going to a nail salon or they're coming to Nick Townsend salon. It'll never, ever go out of style. That's just like uh, a, a, a set and curl will never go out of style. Even a French roll, they may not... All of the French roll anymore. That will never go out of style. A red lip will never go out of style. Black dress will never go out of style. You know, a Brazilian will never go out of style. Right. And so I stay with the traditional things and I just perfected it. And what are you seeing with estheticians who are trying to jump around and not understand the longevity that it takes to truly build a successful business? Well, everybody wants it fast. Everybody wants it fast. Everyone thinks that you're going to get it fast through Instagram. And that's not true. That takes work. That takes consistency. And um, we have um, so many people, again, that just, that I understand you want, you see me, you see Stephanie, and you want to make money. I, I get that. But you're not good, sis. Why you are just, you breaking their heart like that? You just got out of school. Well. And you talk about, I'm going to go open up a suite. You're not good, sis, sir. Yeah. And then you then you spend all this money because you really just want to be seen as yeah. a business owner. You don't want you really don't want to work. But um, I think I'm just seeing everyone wanting it fast. And it's not that people want to give out great service. I'm seeing people just want to be seen. Yeah. People want to be um, viewed as I'm this entrepreneur and I'm making all of this money. Most of these entrepreneurs that you see aren't making any money, sweetheart. They don't know their numbers. They don't know their numbers. And here's the thing. Okay, I'm booked in here. And Stephanie has talked about this forever because Stephanie got on me. You remember you got on me? I was like, well, Nick, what you sound like? Nothing, honey, I'm booked. Oh. So that's all the money you will make? So, okay. But no, everybody just wants something really fast. And... Um, they, they, they don't want to really perfect anything or they want to come. They think that when they can come to a class that after they leave, oh, I'm going to charge you what Stephanie charges. Oh, I'm going to charge a $300 facial. No, you're not. You don't even know skin. You can't tell the difference between something that's dehydrated and dry, man. Sorry. No, I think that's I think that's true. I think that you have been very honest in your in your journey with yes. your struggles. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I think is something that our industry does not talk about. We only talk about the ones that are doing well and they've made it. And it's just so glorious. No one wants to show the true process of growing a business. 
When we right. say it's 10 years, it typically is 10 years for you to see the fruits of your labor. It, it is 10 years. Again, here's the thing. I was doing eyebrows in the King of Prussia bathroom and King of Prussia mall, the family bathroom. I was doing eyebrows there. If you're not willing to create a space for you to do what you love, then you really don't love this. That's just, that's just, that's just, that's just my opinion. And I didn't become Nick Townsend overnight. No, again, we're talking about, I didn't do the, the timeline. I became an esthetician in 2004. I didn't open my business till 2015. There's your 10 years. That's your 10 years. And we're talking about 10, 11 years where the work wasn't good. I won awards, but I didn't think I was good. And when you say that, you won all of these awards. You were good. You have clients. What have you seen with now transitioning to educating estheticians to do what you're doing? Do you see that they have the passion and the drive that you did? No. And what does it take to have? What would you say? Give me three words that you would say that you have to have for the longevity that it takes to get where you're at in this business. What does it take? It takes focus, mm. a mentor, mm. and education. Mm. Let's, talk, let's start with the mentor and the coach because I did a webinar today talking to people saying that Everyone who's successful never did it on their own. They've always had someone drag, push, pull them to get that out of them, right? Yes. I have had coaches. I don't talk about it a lot, but I have. I've had coaches. I've paid people. We fought. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was like, oh, I'm going to receive. No, this is what I'm doing. This is what I think is going to be good. I don't understand why you don't like it. And then when you're pushed out of that comfort zone, right? Because, you know, Nick would tell me, you're tearing up my nerves. No, I'm going to keep tearing yeah. up my nerves. I'm going to keep tearing them up. And you're out of your comfort zone. Isn't that when you get the aha, though? It was yes. never in your comfort zone. It was never It was never in my comfort zone. Like, for instance, um, I have a coach now that I paid $7,000 for. And it's tearing my nerves up. Stephanie Call has been calling me for two weeks straight. And I said, I can't talk to her because she's going to tear my damn nerves up. Excuse me for saying damn, y'all. But I, I I couldn't handle it because I know how Stephanie is. Did you do this? Did you ever call to action? Did you do this? And then I have a, this new coach, um, a new set of coaches that are helping me in another area in my career. I believe that in order for you to be successful, you're going to need coaches. And so here's the thing. I will even go back um, to when I was working at uh, Hair For You, when I was working for Maurice Tannenbaum, he didn't know it. He, the one that fired me, he was my coach because I would have never thought about retail and the importance. I, I was mad. I don't need to sell nothing to these people. And, da, 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 da. and that, then I got it. I was like, oh, I get it. I learned what to do and what not to do. But when I have someone that is in my industry that I look up to that can give me the tools. See, a lot of this is what happens. And the unfortunate part, um, Stephanie, is that everybody wants, some people want to come to these these classes and come and be coached. And they want, they're getting all of the ingredients to bake a cake. 
but they got all the ingredients and they got sensationalized, but they've never taken the ingredients they have and started baking. You said a word. Y'all want, y'all want, many of, many of these people want to bake this beautiful cake, but you want to go to YouTube and you don't understand that if you're baking this cake from scratch, um, there's certain noises that can't be in there. So there's a certain type of water that has to be in there, certain type of baking soda. You better talk to somebody that has done it. You better get with someone that has done it, not someone on Instagram that is, no, you need, you need, and the thing that people are afraid of is people that have had, that have tenure in this industry. Yeah. We're not telling you, we're not telling you something that we have not experienced. Uh-huh. So I think that mentorship is very, 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 very important. Very important. It, it, I, 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 I'll say this. I think that everybody just wants to, I think we are in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a world that's obsessed with see me. Nobody really wants to make money. They just want to be popular. And here's the thing. As, as we have seen, it was blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. Literally, that got us there. It was not the being seen because there was nothing for people to see. Mm-mm. You know, I, I I had a epiphany when I was watching you do your work and we've and, and everyone in social media have watched you evolve, right? You've evolved from showing off all of your work, which is gorgeous, to the beautiful Nick Townsend pr- products that you have, to now you're educating and now you're really starting to show people how to continue to experience the Nick Townsend mm-hmm. experience even at home. When I talk to you about the customer experience, right? You remember that conversation I had? <laughs> Let's see. And Nick was so like, look, here's the thing with Nick. <laughs> and he knows. I'll go up and I'll tell him. I'll be like, yeah, no, this ain't going to work. You need to put this and you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to take this off. And I said, well, okay, so what are people experiencing with you? Like, what are they experiencing with you? What What is happening? And he's like, no, they're coming for Nick Town. No. And then show the experience because I I don't think people understand the experience. I think they just think, oh, they're coming in for an appointment, and it ain't about an appointment, right? So when so when they leave from here, they're right here at the front desk. Right here are Nick Townsend products. See, this is the experience because when people come in, when people come in and they make them, they make a, oh, it smells so good here. Okay, here's our candle. Oh, uh, what, what did she use? Oh, okay, here are the products. Everywhere. Oh, um, and when they walk around, um, what is that stuff that they use on my, um, it smells so good. Are you talking about the Alchom oil? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the thing that people, that I learned from you is that people want the, an ama- and I want an amazing experience but they also want to take that a portion of you at home. They do. So when, here's the thing, if it smells good here, I need you to feel the same way you feel here at home. The products, you want a Nick Townsend brow, every day is brow day, you have Nick Townsend at home, but people don't understand that. These estheticians don't understand that at all. The other thing is too, is that your signature scent is, no different than if we go into a hotel or go hotel. into Neiman's or go in. Everyone gives a signature, right? Yeah. 
but it's hard for us to understand that the signature is what sets you apart. You know, when I tell people the experience is something that can't be duplicated, that means that when they walk into Nick Townsend's salon, they can't duplicate the way that smells unless they take the candle with them, which means they're taking Nick Townsend with them. Mm -hmm. So when we have people charge for and we're teaching them and they're training them, we all do the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing. We're talking about the customer experience. So the customer returns and the customer refers. So when you have that, then it's a different experience. How are you training the folks that you're training? Because you've traveled all over now. You are a master educator for Premier now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You've done all the trade shows. You've kind of taken my spot because I've got I've dropped out of the trade shows. And so Nick is shining in his own light. But what right. are you taking to those trade shows and you're educating these estheticians and you're telling them that it's more than just the brow? Yeah, I tell them it's more. The, the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about and I'm happy about is that um, all of the trade shows have invited me because of my because not only because of my work, but because of my delivery of my, the way that I teach, because I'm very matter of fact, you know, um, versus being holding someone's hand. I'm very matter of fact. But I tell these students every chance that I get, it's not going to work overnight. What you learn here, you can put your own spin on it. But when you put your spin on it, make sure that it is consistent. Your, um, your signature only becomes a signature when you are consistent. That means a signature is, here's the thing, and I hate using this word because everybody has a brand. A signature is a brand. There is a Nick Townsend brow. There is a certain way that uh, 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 your 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 Brazilian wax smells. It's a certain service, the way that it smells. And I tell my student, oh, Jesus. Can you see me? Yeah, you're frozen. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Can you see? Oh, we can see you now. You're there. Okay, good. Um, so, um, what was I saying? I hate when people call signature. Me. The signature. With the signature, I tell them you must take what you learn, put your own spin on it. But at the same time, with putting your spin on it, make sure that it is very, very consistent and tailored to you and tailored to your clients. What are you doing differently that the person down the street isn't doing? I'm not telling you to focus on what they're doing. I want you to focus on what it is that you're doing and make it unique to you. Not because you're too busy focusing on what Nick Townsend is doing. You can't do what I do. Oh, well, let me use the plastic because Nick Townsend uses the plastic when he tends brow. Why am I doing it? Why am I using Nick Townsend's brow dye versus any other any other um, products? And you have to be able to talk from a place of conviction. You have to even have to uh, be able to perform the service from a place of conviction. Many of you are doing steps. You're doing steps. When you have a signature, that's it. And this is what I say to them. When you have a signature, you perform the service from a place of conviction because you believe in it. You be if you're doing a face, you believe in the cleanser. You believe in the, the, the exfoliant. You understand what's in it. And you can, you, again, you're tailoring it for this client, but your signature is, I understand what I'm doing versus, oh, well, Nick said step one. 
step two. No, it doesn't make sense. So I try to get them, and I try to get them to think because a lot of estheticians don't think. They're so afraid they're going to mess up. And I think we're we're just like nurses. It's it's critical thinking. Yeah. And there, there's such a big fear of messing up. They're going to mess. Oh, I'm going to mess up. Okay. Okay. We messed up. I messed up. How many eyebrows have, have I taken off? How many, how many people's skin I've lifted? I've lifted, I've cut it wax out. I've I've, removed skin. Wait a minute. I had a client just last week, uh, in her intake, I'm not allergic to die. In her intake, Uh-oh. she signed, I'm not allergic to die. In her intake, you do understand that there's no liability on us because in her intake, before she could even book the appointment, understand that, um, she had an allergic reaction. She sent me a picture on Instagram and she was um, she was at the hospital. And she said, what can I use? I said, what are they telling you, telling you to use? And then she sent me her after what's, what's still happening. So uh, as a good faith, I was covered. I said, I want you to feel good. So I refunded her her money. And she said to me, she was like, you know what? She said, everyone, I had so many compliments on my brows. I'm just not going to get the brow, the brow dye next time. I want to come back. Hmm. I didn't mess up, but that's what happens in business. She didn't know that she was allergic to PPD. Because she had never had her hair dyed before. She assumed that she wasn't allergic. Right. Again, what with me, in order to, because we do our booking online, you have to answer five questions before you're even able to get the the appointment. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they have to say yes, no, and then they have to sign. That way I don't have to have a whole bunch of paperwork. But yeah. And see, that's the thing. I don't think people really understand. Even when you get to this level, there's still mistakes. And I think yes. the fear of not starting is the fear that holds everybody back. Yes. The fear of I'm going to mess up, but the messing up is part of the process. Mm-hmm. So before we end this, Nick, what do you want to tell folks? I know you're going to have an amazing, amazing time with us when we're at the summit. You're at, He's actually teaching two days. He's one of the only ones that teaching two days besides myself. Um Lots of folks are excited to come see you. You haven't been to Texas ooh, five years, four years. Yeah, Lord. Can I tell y'all really quick? Um, my first, you know what I'm about to do. I came three minutes late and my niece, Celine Lane, who is Stephanie's daughter. And I came, I can't, I sashayed in there. I had on these Gucci slides and I just thought I was something. And she was doing, she said, you're late. I talked to cuss that little girl out with 17 different languages. <laughs> Like and I'm never late, but I was I was three minutes late. She, she did, you're late. <laughs> Gathered me. <laughs> I tell you, Celine, don't be playing, honey. She don't be playing. But no, I am excited to see everyone at the summit. The summit is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, we are coming with our uh, million dollar brow um, class. Uh, we were six-figure brows, but um, we have elevated to million-dollar brows. And so I'm excited to show you all all of what you can, our, our technique on the way that we um, do brow shaping and tinting and dye, as well as show you the amazing products from Save Brazil that we have used in our salon for the past six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm I'm a, I'm still I'm really really excited to see everyone in Texas because I I've I only come to Texas for Stephanie, you know. <laughs> not interested. Not any more shows. And I think this is going to be a, an amazing show, something that we're going to continue to do because we are bringing education in such a different way. And the yes. thing about Nick, especially in his education, and I've even trained him, I said, you know what, put it on the screen. Let's show the yes. mistakes. Let's show the process, show where your hands are, how are you touching them, where you're touching them, you know, and there's a lot of students that are going to be there as well. And, you know, they don't practice brows the way we were taught to do brows. So it's going to be a great time. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I cannot wait to see you guys. Again, if you have anything with seeing Nick Townsend, you're in the brow industry, you're wanting to see him in person, see his products, see his techniques, talk to him. This is absolutely your chance. Thanks guys so much. We'll see you next time.